Hey everybody, welcome to Best Show Bests, the best of the best show. And you can find out more about The Best Show over at thebestshow.net. It airs live every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. And if you're new to the program, this show, are uh, these are little bite-sized bits and greatest hits type samples of what we do every week. So if you like this, maybe you check out the full show. And if you want to support The Best Show, we have a Patreon set up over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. That is how you support the program. It is listener-sponsored now, and you give what you can, and we appreciate it. And there are prizes and benefits at all different levels of giving. So again, go to patreon.com slash thebestshow and support the show. And now please, without further ado, check out this episode of Best Show Best. Best Show. Hey, is this Tom? Yes. Tom, it's Matthew Tompkins from the Shout Network. Matthew Tompkins from the Shout. Oh my God! Wow, it's been it's been a long time since since we've talked. Probably like uh, almost a uh, like a year ago at this point. It sure has been. It's been a really long time, and I I have a lot of uh, you know excited. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. What is that? Sorry about that. Excuse me. What was that? that oh, sound. <laughs> We're, we're just pulling out of Port of New Bridgia Harbor. <laughs> I'm on a celebratory cruise with the other shout execs. Really? Yeah, we're, sh- we're celebrating our, our, our upcoming spring season. It's very exciting stuff. <laughs> Let me come over here to a quieter area. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, go. yeah. Well, that, oh. So the spring, the spring season, uh, like the shout, pro, shout Network spring season. It's very exciting, right? Yeah. I've, we've got a ton of great new programming, and mm-hmm. I cannot wait to tell you about it. Okay. I'll tell you, man, I'm really chomping on my bits right now. You're I, I think you got the expression wrong. You're not chomping on your you're ch- ch- champ like champing at the bit. The champion of what? Okay. You're not chomping on your bits. Oh, I thought that's what it was. No, that's definitely not what it is. Oof, well, I just had five thousand uh, business cards printed up with that on it. Great. Uh-huh. Okay, well, Maybe throw them in the in the uh, you could throw them in the harbor. I could. That's true. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. So what what what's what's going on with sh- the Shout Network? Well, oh man, I I'm just so excited about this. Our most prestigious show this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you about it. It's called the Ziggler Monologues. The Zig. I've heard of this. You have? Yes. Oh my God. Well, for those who don't know. It's the brainchild of one of America's most exciting and newest voices, RTZP Royden Ziegler. He's a master storyteller and Lothario from the hard scrabble streets of Philadelphia. Uh huh. Well, I actually spoke to uh, to Roy last week, I believe, and oh. he he had mentioned the Ziegler monologues. Wow. Well, I I hope he didn't tell you. How many hoagies were paying him? Uh huh. Well, he didn't. Uh, he didn't say how much money he was getting for the deal. Oh no, I wasn't using hoagies as a uh, euphemism for money. We are actually paying him in hoagies. <laughs> like not dollars. No, no, no hoagies. Uh-huh. Actual sandwiches. Okay. Yeah, That's I'll strange. tell you, it's the weirdest deal we've ever made with anybody. 
And that's including when we paid Eddie Trunk in UFO T-shirts for his show, Personal Friends of Mine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, so he just needed different shirts of the band UFO. He did. He did, yeah. 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 And, and sometimes Jim Florentine would come over to, you know, to ha- hang out a little bit, and he'd have, a, uh, he'd have like a new Black Sabbath or Ozzy shirt to give to Eddie to wear, and Eddie, Eddie wouldn't have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, he, Jim Florentine's very, uh, he's got very discriminating taste. He has. Can, can you just imagine what that conversation was like? Like what Jim would have said to him to try to get him to, to wear the Ozzy or Black Sabbath shirt? So who is he saying it to? He's saying it to Eddie, Eddie Trunk. So Jim Florentine is saying? Yes. I'll be Eddie, okay? Okay. Hey, what do you got there, Jim? I uh, got a, a new Ozzy shirt. Huh. Wow, it's pretty cool, you know. My UFO shirt isn't back from the, the, the cleaners right now. I don't have anything to wear right now. Well, you know, I went and saw Ozzy on the uh, Black Sabbath farewell tour. Uh, they played for their album Thirteen. They played. Uh, they played four songs from that. Then they played War Pigs and uh, Paranoid and Sweet Leaf and Iron Man. That's pretty crazy. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. That's a great imitation. Thank you. Say. You're Thank really you. good at that. I've heard people talking about it, and I want to talk to you sometime about a about a show based on that. On based on my Jim Florentine impression. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Tom does. Tom does Jim. Uh huh. I like it. Hmm. Uh, huh, I never thought that that could be a whole show, but it could be. I, th- I think it's at least an hour. Sure. Yeah. It could also be. Uh, he could also have a thing on it where a segment where he's saying, um, like, I don't put uh, ketchup on on hamburgers. What am I, eight years old? I like that. It's very you know, good. You know, because he's one of those guys who's always saying, like, I don't do this. What am I? Uh, yes. Yeah. You know. That's his thing. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. So, look, I'll I'll. Uh, Mr. Tompkins, I'll gladly talk to you about that. Well, we'll, it, we'll, we'll have a power to you uh, about that, okay? We'll do that someday. Okay, um, okay. But I have a very important question for you right now. All right, all right. Tom, mm-hmm. what's a reasonable assumption to make based on 80% of the commercials on TV right now? Hmm. I don't know. It's that almost every American citizen, no matter what their age seems to be in a rock band and this is in commercials now yes like yeah you know a lot of commercials do they feature an inordinate amount of people in rock bands it's true right yeah like garage bands yep yeah 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 so we hear a shout we're taking the guitar and running with it as the old saying goes right Mm -hmm. I, i don't i'm not entirely familiar with that saying i've heard it before Uh yeah tom i've never told you about this but i was in a rock band in the in the mid 90s you wait you were in a actually you were in the band i was in the band yeah huh well what was the band we were called put put yeah p-u-t okay we were kind of like uh tar and mule but with even less memorable songs 
Wait, say that again? We were like Tar and also the band Mule, mm-hmm. but our songs were less memorable than uh-huh. theirs. Yeah. So you, I'm assuming you had like a sound. Yeah, it was like tough guy rock. Yeah, like you, like you had like the guitars. Mm-hmm. And was it well produced? Like not really, no. Okay, but there probably was a lot of like stereo separation between yeah, like absolutely. The, so one one channel had one guitar in it, and the mm-hmm. other one had the other one in it. Yes, yeah, yeah. It sounded tough. Uh huh. And I, I'm sure the dynamics were what it was all about. Since exactly, you yeah. said there were no songs. No. Oh no. So would a song start off and just be kind of like would it? Like one part for like a minute and a half. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then it would get kind of quiet. Sure. And then it would get super loud. Just go off. Yeah, but it was really uh-huh. tough. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you have guitar solos? No. No? No. Just kind of interlocking guitar parts? Totally, yeah. That, and am I going out on a limb here that one guy in the band, I don't know, did you play guitar? I did, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to guess... Either you were a good guitar player and the other guy was not good, or mm-hmm. the other guy was good and you were not good. He was great. I was m- adequate on my best day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. But you used, like, the dynamics to cover a lot to of stuff. To cover it, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So th- that's why it's so exciting for me to be the point man for perhaps our most exciting programming since our Thursday pod blog day night. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, it, was yeah, all, yeah. it was all pod and, and, and blog programming, sitcoms, dramas, all built around that kind of stuff. Sure, I do remember, yes. This is even better. Tom? Uh-huh. Yeah? Get ready for Shout Rocks. Shout Rocks? Yes! What, what is Shout Rocks all about? Shout Rocks, 25 new shows, all rock-centric. Huh. Wow. Can uh, that's uh well I mean can you tell me about uh some of them? I sure can, Todd. Tom. Oh, Tom, sorry. Yeah. Look. I think everybody can agree that HBO's vinyl is the most realistic representation of what the music business is is really like, right? Hmm. Well, well, I mean I from from Robert Plant being the man who called the business shots for Led Zeppelin to an English kid who doesn't know who Slade is, kickstarting the New York punk scene, mm-hmm. vinyl nails it on all fronts, right? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. But we here at Shout, we're going to give HBO a run for its money. Okay. With The Matador. The, what is The Matador? It's the story of the most cutthroat, sick, debauched, eye-for-an-eye music scene in the history of music. Uh-huh. 90s indie rock. Wait, the most debauched? Oh, yeah. Huh. I never thought of that as debauched. Oh, yeah. That's why, that's what this show is going to shed a, a light on, shine a light on. Uh-huh. Oh. See, it's the story of Jerry. A hip yet bespectacled record collector who, along with his hard-partying partner Craig, takes bullfighter records from the back alleys of the punk rock ghetto to center stage at the Grammys. Mm. Okay. Sounds good, right? 
Uh-huh. I'm listening. Uh, there's so much craziness in this series yeah. that you're going to need a new pair of flip-flops after each episode. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, a new pair. A new pair, a new pair yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what else... What else happens on an episode of uh, on uh, an episode of The Matador? Okay, well, there's this one scene where Jerry mm-hmm. he has Sean, who's the singer and songwriter for Bullfighter's biggest band, Cement. Mm-hmm. He has Sean up against the wall with a samurai sword at his throat. Mm-hmm. He's like got him up against the wall, and he's telling Sean. Cement needs to build on the huge success of their debut album, Uneven and Hypnotized. And he he needs to make their next album, Zaggy Snow, Zaggy Snow, even more accessible. But Sean, mm-hmm. he wants to keep things lo-fi and effed. Okay. All right. What what happens after that? So Jerry has these glowing eyes. He's so like he's so just you know in the moment and furious and just crazy. The eyes of a madman. Mm-hmm. He grips the sword tighter and tighter, and he says, "Look, you piece of f." Adolescent Appreciation Society F me with that all-instrumental EP, The Queen. But you will never F me. I will F you if you don't give me damn hits. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Wow. That's he, pulls a, he pulls the sword when there's a little trickle of blood. Runs from the guy from Cement's throat? Yeah. Wow, that's intense. That's right. But that's as much of a spoiler as you're going to get, okay? Okay. But I, w- I will say, the next scene, Yeah. you won't believe the amount of blood that, that, that pours out. Okay. It, it makes the Carrie prom scene look like the, where are they, donut scene and hardly working? Uh-huh. Yeah. In terms of, well, I don't think there's blood in that uh, at all in that scene. Check out the big brain on Tom. Oh, okay. That's, you know what that's from, right? That's from... Uh... Oh, come oh, on. Hell. I'm so... Here's another, here, here's another line from that same scene. Mm-hmm. Yo, Flock of Seagulls. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah, that... Uh... So you're quoting Pulp Fiction now. I am, yeah. You know, there was almost a, a Pulp Fiction series on Shout. Okay. What, yeah, we, what? Could, we, we couldn't get it rolling. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get Mike Score from Flock of Seagulls to sign off on letting us use that line, and then the whole the whole thing kind of hinged on that. So you couldn't... Uh, I'm a, so you had full cooperation with Quentin Tarantino, but couldn't get Mike yep. Score to sign off on it. Yeah, yeah. His brother Allie was into it, but he wasn't. Uh-huh. The drummer from Flock of Seagulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, look... I, that's part of you got to have the whole thing locked down, I guess. You do. You got to lock it down. Yeah. So you didn't have it locked down. Didn't lock it down. Not no, we do thing. have lockdown though. What's that? Vinny's place. Vin, what is Vinny's place? 
Vinny's Place is a feel-good sitcom set in 1984 about a tough but lovable punk rocker on New York's Lower East Side. See, Vinny's a little older than the other punks in the scene, and he, you know, he keeps them in line with love, humor, and sometimes with a baseball bat to the pant pebbles, if you know what I mean. Uh, okay, I think I do, sure. Yeah. Well, the first episode, it, it's super touching, Tom. Mm. All right, what one happened? Sunday afternoon before a matinee at CBGB's, okay. Vinny, Roger, Rabies, and uh, John Joseph are having pasta at Vinny's apartment. Okay. When who should come bolting through the door but their tough-as-nails friend Harley. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so, so Harley's all excited because he just stole Thurston Moore's transistor radio. Why, why, would, he, why would he do that? Because Harley feels that Thurston and some of the other downtown art rockers have co-opted the New York hardcore scene. Okay. So Vinny tells Harley that, yeah, even though he and Thurston are mortal enemies, it ain't cool to steal. And he makes Harley return the transistor radio to Thurston. Okay. But at that afternoon's show, All right. during calls for alarm set, Harley jumps up on stage to beat up Bruce Wingate from Adrenaline OD. Why, why is he beating up uh, Bruce Wingate? Because Bruce is wearing a Kiss shirt, and he's also got like, like a funny headband that's made from a necktie. Uh-huh. And Harley sees that as a sign of disrespect to New York hardcore. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, just as Harley's about to smash Bruce with a giant crescent wrench, mm-hmm. Thurston's radio falls out of Harley's jacket pocket. And it hits the floor, mm-hmm. and, and the entire club goes silent for a couple beats. And then you hear everyone go, ooh. Wow, that's got a real, uh, kind of like what's happening vibe, but definitely, I think even more of like a different strokes kind of feel when like Arnold or Willis would do something wrong. Totally, yeah. It, it, it's a totally Strokesian moment. Mm-hmm. It is more Strokesian. Isn't it? Ultimately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, things eventually work out at the end of the episode. Uh, see, Thurston happens to be at CB's. He's dropping off a test pressing of uh, Bad Moon Rising for Hilly to check out. Mm-hmm. And Vinny makes Harley hand the radio over to Thurston and apologize to him, and, and the two shake hands. Oh, okay. Well, that's a nice ending. Yeah, right? And then everyone goes to the Peppermint Lounge to beat up kids at a 3 o'clock show. The band 3 o'clock. Yes, yeah. Like the kind of like new Paisley underground. Like Absolutely, yeah. Not, not a whole lot of big guys in no, 3 o'clock. No, no. No, the 3 o'clock, they're fans. Yeah. Guess what their average height is? What? 4, 8. Huh. I yeah, I've done my research. You do yours. Uh-huh. Okay, I was mm-hmm. not challenging your research, uh, Matthew. Okay. All right. Hey, we have a great new rockin' time travel series. Rockin' time... What is a? What is your rockin' time travel series called? Kurt Vile. Kurt Vile. No! No, not, not V-I-L-E. V-I-A-L. Kurt... Oh, Kurt's Vile. Yes, yeah. What is that? Well, it's about a middle-aged surgeon named Kurt who finds a vial 
filled with a magical tincture, and he finds it on this abandoned Viking burial ground that was hit by black lightning. Mm -hmm. Each episode sees Kurt involved with a, a patient who's just on the verge of death. And through the power of the magic tincture, Kurt is able to transport the dying person back in time to witness a historic rock concert. Oh, huh, that's that's an interesting twist. Huh? I thought you were going to say that he would use it to like heal them. <laughs> no, come on. Would you rather be healed of flagrant face leprosy or go back in time to watch Sid Vicious clock some redneck in the head with his pee base at Randy's Rodeo in 1978? Which would I rather, if I yes. was the sick person? Yes. Well, I'd probably go for being healed of the flagrant face leprosy, but... That well, you are in the flagrant minority. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. well, I guess everybody's got a different uh, relationship to life. But if you want, I guess on the way wait, out, if you... Wait, want. is that a John Cusack film? What is what was the title again? I, I think it came out in the late eighties. It's called "Everyone Has a Has a Different Relationship to Life." Um, I think I think I might I might have said, "Well, I guess everyone has a different relationship to life." That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. I get. Is that a Is that one of his movies? I think it was a. I think it was the last one that John and Joan did together. Uh huh. Well, I, I so. guess everyone has a different relationship to life. Yes. I didn't yeah. see it. I can almost picture the poster right now. I'm sure I'll be able to picture it soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully uh, hopefully somebody can track that down. Might turn up, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Tom. Yeah? You like the dark comedy Louie, right? Oh, yeah. I love it. Well, then you're going to lose your mind when you see King Carrie. What is King Carey? It's a, a new late-night comedy starring Slayer's Carrie King as a divorced father of four who tries to make ends meet as a garage, I'm sorry, a garbage man mm -hmm. <laughs> by day and a thrash metal guitarist by night. It's super funny, but I'll tell you right now, it's super dark. Okay. All right. So, Carrie King from... That's like the bald guy with all the tattoos? Yes, yeah. In Slayer? Uh-huh. So, I guess I'm kind of a little... I guess I'm not sure. He can act? Oh, go fart on a phone book. Of course he can act. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, and he also writes all the episodes. Wait, he writes the episodes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Nobody knows this, but Carrie King ghost wrote a ton of that classic Mr. Show stuff. The He did? Oh, yeah, yeah. See, he didn't want to get sucked into that whole creepy weirdo wood scene. Mm -hmm. So he, he didn't actually take a credit on any of that stuff. But, but you know, off the top of my head, um, uh, he, wrote, he wrote that uh, What's Up, Satan's ASS Mm -hmm. Sketch. He wrote uh, Lascivious Fandango, uh, Monsters of Megaphone, the story of the story of Everest, uh, of course, Wicked Scepter, uh, to name just a couple. Wow, those are yeah. those are heavy duty sketches, the big ones. Yeah, yeah. I did not know he wrote them. He did. Yeah, that's wild. It is wild. Yeah. yeah. Hey, t hey, Tom. Yeah. You know, sometimes a pre-existing uh, title of a show is. is too good not to, um, well, borrow and make your own. 
<laughs> okay. And I'd be lying if sometimes we at Shout don't do just that. Okay. You've no doubt seen the Discovery Channel show Mystic Garage, right? That's the show where um, people take these like old car, like these weird old cars, mm-hmm. and then they they get them like up and running and on the road. That's correct. Yeah, it's a fine show, but wait until you see Misfits Garage. Not Misfit Garage. No, Misfits Garage. Uh huh. What is Misfits Garage? Well, it's pretty much the same concept of, of Misfit Garage, but in this one, Jerry Only and Doyle Von Frankenstein are the ones fixing the cars. From, from the Misfits. Exactly, the rock uh-huh. group, yeah. Yeah, and they also make, make prank phone calls. <laughs> okay. Um, well, prank phone calls, that's so weird. I was going to ask you, the first thing I was going to ask you, do they know anything about cars? One of them does. Okay. Yeah, Jerry does. Uh huh. And then uh, Doyle doesn't have a, a whole lot of automotive knowledge. No, but he's so out of his mind on steroids at this point mm-hmm. that he just smashes like engines and things. It's pretty exciting to watch. Uh huh. But then yeah. you said prank phone calls. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm having a hard time. That seems very weird that those two guys of of all the people out there would be doing. Prank mm-hmm. phone calls, mm-hmm. and are, are yeah. the are the calls uh, funny? No, not at all. Imagine, if you will, the unfunniest Kamal call, and multiply that by like I don't know six thousand. Kamal from yeah. Jerky Boys. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh, there were some rough ones. Right. So you're saying picture the worst one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's some pretty thin soup. Yeah, it's sub-Kissel fair. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Kissel uh, ran circles around He did. some of uh, Kamal's characters. That's right. Hey! Yeah? Ska 469. What is that? Are you ready? Oh, I'm I'm ready. This show is an updating of the very successful 1980 BBC television film dammers 11 in which various members of the specials the body snatchers english beat madness and bad manners join forces to rob the biggest tesco in coventry okay but in this show members of the best third wave u.s ska bands like bim scala bim mustard plug pie tasters mephiscopheles Scaba the Hut. They all band together to solve all kinds of pork pie hat and saxophone related crimes. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, man, Scaba the Hut's pick it up guy. Yeah. He is so good that we're spinning him off onto a show of his own. Really? Yes. What What on earth could that, the guy from Scaba the Hut, the, the pick, pick it, it up, up guy? Yeah, the guy, the hype man, the pick it up guy. What is what could that show be? What is that called? It's called Rudy the Foodie. Rudy. And it's exactly what you think it is. Uh-huh. Rudy the Foodie. Yes. What do you Wait. think it is? What do I think it is? Yes. I I'm picturing this guy mm-hmm. touring fancy restaurants all around mm-hmm. the country. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I'm picturing 
and I might be off target with this. I mean, okay. God knows I've been wrong before, but uh, no. Oh, um, oh, I thought I, I thought I was talking to Fonzie for a second. Uh huh. Only you actually said the word wrong. Yeah, I said because Fonzie would go roo, roo. I was roo. Yeah, roo, yeah. I I I'm picturing this guy going to different restaurants, right? Sampling the food mm-hmm. with uh, like a a ska band. Yeah, with him. And then also, I just keep picturing in my head, there's no way this is possible, that Rudy Bosch from Survivor is also on this. Yes. This is eerie. How do you know that? I, I just pictured it in my head. I can't believe that's what the show is. Yeah, he's like his ska coach. To really just encourage him to pick it up? Yes, yeah. That's wild that I yeah. nailed it. Good job. You, you have a future in uh, in TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Hey, check this out. Mm-hmm. We are beyond thrilled here at the Shout Network to have acquired what we think is bound to become one of the most important young person's TV shows of all time. Hmm. Okay. The, this thing is like Freaks and Geeks meets The Room, but with music. Freaks and Geeks meets The Room. Yeah. But with music. Yeah, yeah. What That actually sounds interesting, like really interesting. It sounds great, right? Yes. That's fun. What, what's the name of that show? It's called The New Bridge Wall. Oh, no. It's based on this hilarious bad cassette that's been making the rounds for like the last eight months. Yeah. See... Back in the mid-80s, these two idiot kids thought it would be really cool to do their own version of Pink Floyd's The Wall. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. It's the weirdest, funniest, dumbest, worst thing you've ever heard. Uh It's so bad. I mean, I've I've heard of it, sure, but... Um, oh, you have okay. the the is it really the dumbest? Oh, it's terrible! It's so stupid. Everyone everyone thinks it's so dumb. But it doesn't like, feel like like um, I don't know, like heart, like it's got kids trying. Like you're not laughing at them. You're laughing. Oh yeah, with yeah, them. yeah. Kids trying to be terrible. Yeah, I would okay. agree with you. So you're, I was saying, I was gonna say you're not laughing at them. You're laughing with them. It sounds like you're. Saying that you're laughing at them. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And uh, what's very exciting about this is that Kevin Smith is executive producing it. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, Cameron Boyce from the movie Mirrors, he's he's playing young Darren. Mm-hmm. And we have this revolving group of trained apes to play the other kid. I think his name is um, Tom. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. well, that's... So the one is played by a human... Mm-hmm. A good-looking human, yeah. Yeah, and the Pretty other talented. one is played by a series of apes, trained apes. Yeah, Tra- okay. Can I ask? And this is a this might be an odd question. Are they at least good-looking apes? No. Oh no, 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 no. They're not even good, like. So they're like ugly by ape standards. They are. Yeah, we got them from the Newbridge Ugly Zoo. We sure did. I have not been there since I was a kid. Yeah. Very upsetting place. It's a very upsetting place, yeah. Yes. It even says that under the under the sign. Like, it says, the Newbridge Ugly Zoo, and uh-huh. then underneath it, a very upsetting I place. I had a shirt as a kid that said, 
a very upsetting. I did not know. That, maybe it's just in the back of my mind this whole time. Right. I remember a shirt that said a very upsetting place. I did not know it was the Newbridge Ugly Zoo that That's that what it was, was for. Okay. Yep. Wow. Oh, these childhood memories are hard to kick, aren't they? Sure. Yeah, yeah, they sure are, Matthew. Yeah. Hey, mm. you know, we have a bunch of great non-rocking uh, shows, too. Okay. Like like what? Well, we have a very exciting new drama called New York's Bravest. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's very like, cool. It's like firefighters? Yes, yeah. And uh, Donald Trump stars in this. And I'll tell you, man, he's he's got wait, some great... Who, wait, who stars in it? Donald Trump. <laughs> like the the GO, like the presumptive GOP candidate for president yeah. Yeah. of the United States yeah. is starring in a TV drama for the Shout Network. Yeah. Okay. He's actually he's a great actor. I don't know if you saw him on SNL a few months ago. Yeah, I I did see that. I don't know if I would qualify him as a a, a really good actor. Well, he was hilarious. He's a great comedian, but in this thing, it's like it's solid drama chops. Huh? I never would have guessed in a million years he had solid drama chops. Oh yeah. Well, anywho, Trump plays a veteran fire chief with a heart of gold named Ron Rip Ronaldson. And the show's action-packed, and Trump does all of his own stunts. Breaking down doors with axes, beating out flames with his bare hands, you name it. And there's this one really exciting episode where Rip climbs up this collapsing fire escape outside of a building. Mm-hmm. And he rescues this rabid Doberman pincher. And he carries the thing down the fire escape, and the thing is pinching his, his face. And he's not, he's not even caring at this point. He's, it's just hanging off his face mm-hmm. as the fire escape is collapsing. And this is Donald Trump. It is, yeah. So there's a dog biting his face mm-hmm. as he rescues a Doberman pincher. Yeah. Okay. Very surprising. It is, yeah. Hey, we also got this great new reality show called House Flippers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... It's like a, a show, another show where people like buy a house and then they like fix it up and then sell it for a profit. No, this is where the strongest men and the strongest women in the world see who can flip a house. Flip? What do you mean? So they're so you got these like muscle people trying to sell houses? No, they're trying to flip the house. You don't mean like literally flip a house? I sure as shampoo do. That they're physically trying to, okay. But there's no way nobody could actually succeed in doing that. Well, you have to watch the show, you silly Billy. But I will say that we did have a very exciting and very disturbing groin pull in episode three. Mm, Oh, no. You know, I actually soft-sold that. It was more of a death. A, A death? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Uh, Tom Waits, his groin exploded. Wait, the singer Tom Waits? Oh, no, 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 no. Tom Waits, the Olympic champ, well, (laughs) the former uh, Olympic champion weightlifter. His last name is actually Waits, but it's spelled W-E-I-G-H-T-S. Tom Waits. Yes, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. That was his actual birth name. 
Waits. Thomas Waits. Mm-hmm. Talk about being born with a, a specific purpose, right? You know, just like, uh, I don't know, like Blackie Lawless or uh, Johnny Football. Well, those, I, <laughs> I don't think that Blackie Lawless or Johnny Football are their actual given uh, names, either of them. Sure they are, aren't they? Oh, uh, I, I don't think so. What about, I don't know, uh, Slash? That's his real name. It's not his real name. Sure, I, I've seen a, a, a scan of the birth certificate. <laughs> you did? Yeah, his real, well, his real name is Slash L. Slash. That's, okay, I don't think that's true. I think it is. Slash L. Slash. Yes. Well, that's news to me. And um, Richard Hell, that's his real name. Uh-huh. It's actually Richard Hellington. Okay. Yeah. Very, very uh, posh. It is, yeah. 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 Well, that's that. I, I guess we agree to disagree on that then. Absolutely. Hey, you know that program, Cops? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Well, get ready for robbers. <laughs> what is robbers? Well, it's just like cops, but reversed. Everything is seen from the offender's point of view. And everything is even filmed by the offenders. It's filmed by the criminals. Huh. Wow. That is a really... That's, I'd, I'd love to see that. That's a really interesting spin on, uh, on the original formula. Yeah, everybody here at Shout would like to see it, too. Uh-huh. What, what, what do you mean by that? Well, nobody turned in their footage. Those damn animals made off with like two hundred grand in cameras and sound equipment. So you equipped crews that were comprised of known felons, yeah, murderers, yeah, yeah, and they didn't film the show after you gave them a couple hundred thousand dollars in equipment. Yeah, and in my defense, mm-hmm. this was only partly my idea. So, well, I guess I guess it's share the blame then. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Tom. Yeah. I don't know if you made it to South by Southwest this year. Did you? Probably not. No, I, I did not make it down to South by Southwest. Well, then you missed the unveiling of the newest and most exciting development in Shout history. Really? Yes. What What is that? The Shout Router. The Shout. What is the Shout Router? It's a very exciting new product mm-hmm. developed by Kern Communications in conjunction with Shout Entertainment. Okay. The Shout Router is the next wave in cutting-edge television viewing. Okay. How, how, is, how so? Well, you know, we've gone from the old days when a family would crowd around a flat-screen television to watching your favorite Shout Network programs on your phone, right? Sure, yeah. But all of that, Tom? Yeah. That's yesterday's news. Because the Shout Router completely changes the game as of now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, so what what exactly is the Shout Router? It is, quite simply, television projected directly into your face. Into your face? Yes. Okay. I, I, could you tell me more about it? Here's how it works. You just wrap the Shout projection foil around your eyes, right? You put the Shout Iode Concentrator Helmet on your head. 
you tune the dials on the helmets very conveniently located auxiliary side panel. Uh-huh. You pull the starter cord, and you start watching your favorite shout television shows within your own mind. Within your own, I, I don't know how that sound. That does not sound possible. Well, look, they said the same thing about being able to print your own T-shirts on your home printer, but that's happening now. And I mean, people are even printing their own caskets. Uh huh. Well, that is true. Right? Yeah. Tell you, man, you're going to lose your mind seeing how shows like Celebrity Light Bulb Hunt, The Reggae Kid, and Mad Men and Man in Shout Vision look. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a process that projects nine dimensions of entertainment directly into your cerebral cortex. Wow, that's that's all directly into your cerebral cortex. Right in there, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and and sporting events, mm-hmm. they're more exciting than ever. You're going to feel every tackle, slam dunk, haunch slap, and wedgie like you're actually in the nonagon with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. wow. And if that wasn't exciting enough, mm-hmm. Shout is proud to announce that this August, the Shout Iode Concentrator Helmets, they're going to run on diesel fuel. Okay. That same great programming with 5% less fumes. <laughs> okay. Only 5% less fumes. That still That's sounds right. like a fair amount of fumes. Well, I mean, it's there's fumes in everything nowadays, right? Well, I don't know if that's true. I have never heard of there being fumes in everyday stuff. I mean, oh, sure certain, there are. certain things give off fumes, but to just assume that you're getting one off of a, a helmet that you're wearing? Well, I don't know. To seems, watch a TV show? stuff going on. Oh no! Wait, oh no! What, what's going on? Oh, oh my God! I think the shout router must be interfering with the ship's electrical system. Oh no! It's opened up all the windows. <laughs> oh no! Oh my God! Oh no! Oh my God! Oh my God! It's terrifying. Oh no! We're taking on water. Matthew, can you get to one of the the lifeboats, maybe? No! We got so drunk last night that we dumped all the lifeboats over the side of the ship! Well, I guess, is, is there any chance of contacting, like, the Coast Guard? I don't think so! The shot router is jamming all the communication devices! Oh, man, that's it! The big sleep, Tom! You know, I have a confession to make. Yeah, what, what is your confession, Matthew? Well, I was on a camping trip when I was 13, and I ate two of my fellow scouts. <laughs> you ate? You ate them? I did. I don't know why. Oh, Tom, yeah. I want to go out with a clear conscience. Okay, that makes sense. I understand that. Well, I've also been embezzling millions from the Shout Network for the last eight years. Oh, my. Wow, Matthew, that's that's bad. Very bad. It is, I know. I, I know. Oh, wait. Oh, my goodness. The flooding stopped. God, thank God. I'm going to live! 
that's great. That's great news, Matthew. Oh my God, that was so frightening. Oh, okay, I can only imagine. Hey, uh, that stuff I said about the cannibalism and the and the embezzlement—that's that's between the two of us, right? Uh huh. Well, it's not. You said it over the air, Matthew. What? Yeah. You said it over the air on the show. Oh no. Well, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I it, you know that that. Wait, what is that? Oh no, it's happening again. What is? The flooding. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, here it comes. Yeah, Matthew. Can I ask? Is there any chance that you're you're deliberately trying to sink the ship? You bet your sweet stinker I am. I'm not going back to Guantanamo again for a third time. You gotta be kidding me. God, that is, that was weird. And the weirdest thing maybe is that that in the probably like 10 or so years I've known Matthew Tompkins, he never once mentioned that he had been imprisoned at Guantanamo Bay twice, apparently, that he wasn't going back a third time. That, that was bonkers. Thanks again for listening to Best Show Bests. And I want to thank Martin DeGrell for supervising the episodes of Best Show Bests. And of course, much thanks to Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Martin Sellis, Brendan McDonald, AP Mike, and of course, John Worcester. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, Marsha Newmeyer. And, uh, yeah, you, the best show listener. Thank you. And if you like this, check out the full show every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. to midnight at thebestshow.net. And support the best show, patreon.com slash thebestshow. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.